Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only color fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Just 22-year-old, his third straight grand final here. Cleary digs into the line. Edwards joins in. Turns it for Crichton, who sprints back on the inside, and Crichton has scored the first try of the grand final. It was 12-0 in favour of the Rabbitohs. It's 6-0 in favour of his team now. Quick hands on. Totler takes it. Totler scores. Another try for the Panthers. It's Totler in the left corner. The Panthers can smell blood again here. Cleary, Edwards, Staines. Charlie Staines has scored. It's the try that probably wins the grand final. The trophy... Is staying in Penrith. They have defended their title. It is one of the greatest premiership defences the game has ever seen. Well, I went searching the channels, actually, um, because I wanted to hear the sound of uh, Andrew Voss calling that uh, grand final, uh, but couldn't find it. Um, but we have got him this morning, and um, uh, uh, so grateful for that. Of course, uh, Voss, he just... Um, Involved with his own breakfast show with uh, Greg Alexander, who I'm not even sure turned up to work this morning. I guess he might have, um, but he had reason to celebrate anyway. Uh, but those were the highlights of uh, one of the most one-sided performances in recent years from a Penrith side that just li- did not let Parramatta play uh, for the first 75 minutes of the game. Quite incredible one-sided dominant performance. It was the Battle of the West Sydney, and it turned out to be more of a massacre with blue and gold strewn all over the ground. Uh, Vossi is with us now, which we're uh, thankful for, Vossi. Uh, that was um, very, very clinical for 95% of it. Yeah, hey, Smithy. Welcome uh, to everyone listening. Uh, I, can I first of all tell you about Brandy? Brandy had warned us on Friday, because he couldn't let the cat out of the bag, because he was involved very heavily. If you watched the coverage last night, he ended up there mm. with Sterlow presenting the trophy, and then he, if, if Penrith won, he was going to be presenting the, the rings on stage, which he did. And he'd said that I would be going back to Penrith, win, lose or draw. So I can't guarantee I'll be on the program on Monday. But he said, but, but, he said, but, I'll definitely call. I'll definitely be right. We've had people have sightings of Brandy all morning, that he's in the old Penrith gear, that he's been singing with Jimmy Barnes. No word from Brandy. Look, I I can't even guarantee he'll be back on deck tomorrow. He has celebrated. He looks so happy on stage last night. He is Penrith head to toe. I know he loved his time at the Warriors, Smithy, but he's a Penrith man, and you can appreciate that. And he's very proud of his club. He's a board member, and that club has just won everything this year. Um, As for the performance itself, now, I, I tried to come up with a hypothetical today. Pick Pick your best grand final performances. So pick, say, Roosters of uh, 2018, where they beat Melbourne. 
that first half where they, what, led 22-0 at half-time. Think of um, other performances, great performances. The Knights way back in 01 where they led 24-0 at half-time against Parramatta. How would it stack up against Penrith last night? And, you know, it's, it was a performance of excellence. Like, it started with Moses Leota and, and James Fisher-Harris. How good were they, Smithy? Talk about mm. old-fashioned, you know, layer platform. Those forwards ran through brick walls. If you had a stuck up a, a wall, they would have run through it. That then set the stage that when Penrith got their first try in the 12th minute through Stephen Crichton, the Parramatta Reels must have looked at each other in the end goal and said, what the hell is this? Like, this is like no other game we've ever played. Like, yeah, we've come here ready to play and they're... They're already top gear, like they're gears above us. And it, it just continued. I can't remember a bad patch for Penrith in the game. And I know they considered two tries in the last few minutes, but that was by the by. Um, it was just an outstanding performance. I declare it this way. The best team in the competition produced the best performance of the season to win the grand final. And they have now won back-to-back. And I can't see them outside the top four any time in the next five years, Smithy. They're going to be... They are the new Melbourne. They are a powerhouse, the Penrith Panthers. OK. Uh, let's uh, look at the first 40 minutes in particular because um, the, you, you talked about um, Leota and Fisher-Harris as, as being key to it. But across the board, the physicality and the organisation of their defence, it really just gave... Uh, yep. It just gave no one any opportunity to have a, an attacking platform for Parramatta. I agree. Um, execution of, you know, you buzzwords, buzz phrases these days about the process, do the pro- yeah, go through the process. It was every mm. set. It was every set attention to detail. They got this bloke at fullback, Dylan Edwards. I call him the door snake because nothing gets past him. He, he, he's mm. all over the place. He's reading the play and kicks what's coming. It's almost like they know what's coming. Um, defensively, you know, if they had a weakness, and you would have heard in commentary, I think Joe was talking about, well, or Cooper in the Fox League commentary was talking about, well, Charlie Staines can be a weakness, but there was no chance to exploit it. I thought Stephen Crichton very good last night. There were, there were, just everyone did their job. Brian Tottle, oh, outstanding. The bench, I mean, Scotty Sorensen, what an improved player Scott is. Um, and they lose, you know, Viliami Kikau next year, but he, he can be a starter in any club, Scotty Sorensen. Mm. Um, Worthy of New Zealand international honours. Spencer Lenu coming off the bench, fantastic. Appy Corusau, they start him off the bench. He, he, he's arguably the best hooker in the game. He's now a three-time premiership winner. And they're able to play a structure and, a, and a, a tactically have him coming off the bench. And it works beautifully. And then I look at the execution of their plays in attack, Smitty. Um, it was... It was sensational. The try for Sorensen from Cleary, he knew how Gutherson defends in the line. He caught them out. Sorensen scores untouched, chasing a kick in a grand final. Mm. What about that for execution? Now, I, I can't pick a hole. The only thing I don't like is their theme song. It's not my favourite theme song. <laughs> That's the only criticism I got of Penrith on grand final day. I don't like their team song. That's about it. <laughs> Look, there was an interesting comparison towards the end of the game. Um, and uh, I've, I've got to say, they were talking about that the number seven jersey yeah. for Penrith, right? Yep. Um, you, you probably heard it. Uh, I, w- I was just thinking, uh, I'd love your opinion on that, um, because you work so closely with one of the guys who was uh, mentioned. Of course, Craig Gow was also mentioned as well. But this fellow at such a young age and his ability to control a game, this Nathan Cleary. It, it is interesting because, see, I've had the pleasure of... Um, watching in my media career all of Greg Alexander's career 
and he he was starring. So just so our listeners know um, Brandy's background at Penrith, he was the Dally M Rookie of the Year in 1984. The next year, 85, he's the Dally M Player of the Year. So he goes from Rookie to Player of the Year, best mm-hmm. in the comp in the space of 12 months. And Penrith made the finals for the first time in 1985. So they were not a heavyweight back then when Greg Alexander was a star of our game. But at the same time, he was in an era where we had players like Sturlo and Ricky Stewart and you know other halfbacks of the highest quality. Um, you know, Steve Mortimer was still playing at that point. I mean, there were so many great halfbacks. So Brandy played rep football, maybe not quite as much as he, he, he certainly was capable of doing. Um, he was a sensational player, Smithy. And then we work our way through the era. Craig Gower, the 2003 halfback. Now, I, I still call Craig Gower the best schoolboy footy player ever, that I ever watched. And I've seen, you know, the likes of Benji and all of them come through schoolboys, David Fafita and the rest. Craig Gower was still the best I saw. And he was just tough. And he was ready to play first grade as a 16-year-old, Craig Gower. So sensational player as well. And now we get Nathan Cleary. Oh, by the way, Greg Alexander was schoolboy star as well. He was a player of the year as a schoolboy. Nathan Cleary wasn't a standout as a schoolboy. Very capable. No doubt about it. Very efficient. Organiser. But wasn't, didn't have a great step. Wasn't quick. Um... I saw I saw many better halfbacks than Nathan Cleary, and I saw him playing for St Dominic's College of Penrith in the second tier schoolboy competition here. But I look at all the stepping stones in his career, and I go back to his junior footy days in New Zealand. I'm sure it's played a big part. Nathan played junior footy there in New Zealand, playing against some big kids. I bet, and he had to be tough, and he had to defend. So there's one you know block put together, a foundation stone. The fact he didn't play for an elite school necessarily, one of the sports high schools where they do rugby league as a subject and he had to do his training on his own to become better, you know, at practice. And another factor, the bloke watches every game going and he's been around football all his life with his dad. So he's watched every game and he's seen things close up. He's smart between the ears. He's, he's the best in the world between the ears right now, Nathan Cleary. And then he puts it with his skill set and he's not the quickest and he doesn't have the most prodigious step, but he's still competent at all those things. His kicking game, he works on relentlessly. Um, he is the full package. Give him another couple of years and he'll be ahead of Brandy if he stays on this, um, on this rise at the moment. But right at the moment, I'm still putting Brandy in front for the, his whole career versus Nathan's up to now. But I hope that answers it. It's a long road, long-winded answer, but he's a champion player and the best is still to come. I don't think, uh, look, 28-12, and we've talked about um, some of the, um, the highlights of it, but I, I don't think in any game of rugby or rugby league I've seen, perhaps with the exception of the George Gregan tackle on Jeff Wilson all those years ago, <laughs> uh, a tackle a tackle has so much impact on a match in terms of the fans, in terms of... Yeah. I mean, I've never seen a, a, a guy who was embraced by pretty much his whole team for making a tackle. I'm talking about Dylan Edwards here, folks. If you have not seen this tackle... It was the moment that Para, uh, Parramatta, for me, absolutely knew they had no price getting back. No That's price right. getting back. F- what a tackle. Minute, what a tackle. 50, 58th yeah. minute, um, that tackle is made. And uh, we, we said, I hosted a number of events going into the grand final and you know, spoke about um, you know, to players that had been part of big moments. And someone's always going to be part of a moment that's going to be replayed hundreds of thousands of times. And I mean that literally. The Edwards tackle just like the Scott Sattler tackle on Todd Byrne back in 2003, 
will be replayed mm. hundreds of thousands of times. It was a tackle of excellence, like a, a classic uh, copybook cover tackle by Dylan Edwards on Bailey Simons and a great attacking rush by Parramatta, great adventure to get themselves in the clear and, uh, and, and, and Edwards' tackle was just perfect. And what I like most about that is that you know, that, that in this game where we have these athletes, Smithy, you know, the bigger, stronger, faster and all of this, Dylan Edwards isn't that. Yeah, you know, he's unassuming. You go up next to him. He's not, you know, he, he's not made of iron. He's, he's a relatively small player. He comes from a little country town and he's featured in the biggest moment of last night's match. I know there's big moments and all the point scoring plays, but the moment that's going to get replayed more than any other will be that tackle. Mm. And from a little bloke called Dylan Edwards. What a moment. Um, I will say the Sattler tackle's more dramatic because that's the back rower chasing down the winger and the wet and all that, and he comes from behind. But, but Edwards for copybook, for technique, for just, you know, we're leading big, but we're not letting anyone get past us. It was an amazing moment. And it uh, confirmed the Clive Churchill medal for him as well. And um, he probably wasn't one of the talked about players uh, in that uh, category going into the match, but he certainly deserved it. They lose uh, Kikau, they lose uh, Kora Iso, um, the Panthers, but they won't lose much else going into next year. That's scary, as you say. Yeah, well, you know, they've won every grade here, Smithy. They've won um, mm. the second-tier competition, the New South Wales Cup. Yesterday they won the uh, state championship final. They beat the, the Premiers out of Queensland. They won the under-21s, which is called the Jersey Flag. They won the under-19 comp, which is called the SG Ball. I mean, there's, there's your production line of talent. Now, not all of those players from the 21s and the 19s will, will, will automatically turn into first-grade stars, but you know you're going to get, you're going to get four or five, um, at, at very least, that are going to be knocking on the door. So, um, as I say, this, they are the new Melbourne. Uh, they are going to be a powerhouse club I believe for the next four or five years at least, and maybe beyond that. Um, and just to highlight where they've come from, they've now made the finals in seven of their last nine years. And for the last three, they've made the grand final. And for the last two, they won the comp. The previous nine years to that last nine-year period, Smithy, they only made the finals one and nine. You know, one year out of nine. So I, I almost direct this at the Warriors. It, you can turn things around. And I think it does start in your own backyard. And the Warriors, you know, talent identification, um, you know, making some big calls on players and they do have to let some go to, to keep others. And, and Penrith did that over the years. I mean, there's, you know, Cronulla won the comp with blokes mm-hmm. called Wade Graham and Luke Lewis. They were Penrith juniors. So they've, they've made calls over the years um, and have been criticised for it. But look where they are now. So I hope that the clubs that aren't doing so well can, can look at the Panthers and say, well, there, there is a formula for success um, few star, you know, a few of those young stars become stars. That certainly helps. Good coach, good confidence in your system, all buying into the one, you know, all on the same page from first grade down to your your sixteens and fifteens. That's a real secret ingredient or an ingredient for success. Both coaches uh, having uh, sons on the score sheet, a, a sheet as well with. Uh, Jacob, uh, for coming on quite late in the piece and, uh, and being very energetic, actually, in a side that was flagging. But um, he, he scored. Uh, um, and for, for Brad Arthur, that would be uh, a moment at, at some stage he'll be able to reflect on with a bit of pride. But uh, what next for Brad Arthur? What, what about the Eels looking forward? Mm, well, I think, you know, we use the term premiership window. I think it, it, the window opened 
I, I don't know whether the window remain open. So they're going to have to they're going to have to jimmy it open for next year. They lose players. They you know, Nia is a huge loss. Papalihi, massive loss. I mean, he was good again last night. What a pickup! Yeah. How good are the Tigers going with the two players they got out of the grand final for next year? Mm. I can't see how Parramatta are possibly going to be a better side next year than they were this year. Now it still might be good enough to get them to a grand final, but I don't see how they get past Penrith. So in terms of winning a premiership. Last night, I think, was their chance, um, unless they, they unearth some, some young talent coming through or they pick up some, some big signings along the way. I don't think the side last night, with the players they're losing, can achieve what the team did this year in making the grand final. So I could be, I could be proven wrong there, but I think Parramatta might be the Canberra. Canberra, who you know, made the grand final in 19, had a shot against the Roosters. I think that's Parramatta's path. They'll still be good, but they're not going to make the grand final. That was it last night. That was their chance. Bossy, just a couple of things before I let you go, and I thank you for this uh, extended interview. Uh, the Warriors have signed the Dragons back rower Jackson Ford. Uh, what have they signed? What kind of player? Oh, just steady. Well, see, J- Jackson Ford has had, um, I guess you could say, limited minutes. I tell you what he is. He's a product of Gerringong, the great town, and we can tie Parramatta into it. Mick Cronin still runs the pub there in Gerringong. Beautiful on the south wow. coast of New South Wales. Um, competent, but but not not a match winner, not a, not a tackle buster, Jackson Ford. But he's had a bit of, um, you know, you'd like to think in signing someone like Jackson Ford, his best footballers ahead of him. Um, so they, they get him having come through Country Rugby League and first grade with the St George Illawarra Dragons. Um, I, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a very big off-season for the Warriors, but what is hard is that the World Cup is on, and it's going to be the same for many clubs. I mean, how many Penrith players are going to be involved in the World Cup? Just about everyone. So it's going to be a very mm-hmm. disrupted off-season preparation, and obviously some teams more need more preparation than others. Um, but that, that's the challenge for new coach Webster at the Warriors, how he's going to plan that out. Uh, with so many players away. When November 1 rolls around, or the first week of November, when a lot of teams normally start their off-season training, most of their players are going to be on the other side of the world at the World Cup. That's where I'm headed, Smithy. On Wednesday week, I'm flying out to the World Cup for six weeks and can't wait. It's going to be one hell of a tournament, but then you've got to give your players a break after that. So so really, your off-season work with a lot of your players is not going to start until after Christmas, is it, Smithy? And, and we're talking about a February start. We are talking mm. about starting the first week of February with trials next year. We've got all-stars in Rotorua. So I don't think it's going to be a really limited preparation. It's going to be a test of um, how they get quality work when they won't have the quantity of time. Bossy, you're going to be calling hopefully uh, some New Zealand games so we can hear you. Um, and they finalised the Kiwis this morning. Uh, it looks pretty strong now that he's been able to, um, Michael Maguire's been able to uh, narrow it down to the required amount, including uh, Jared Warrior Hargraves, who uh, has made the cut, one Warrior and Dallin Watani Zalesniak, but a whole host of uh, Eels and, uh, and Panthers in particular, um, who at uh, the top of their game, and some Melbourne, fo- Melbourne Storm boys who will be quite fresh. Yeah, well, I'll pass on this. I had um, Matty Johns on my program this morning. He does a, a Monday morning hour. His last word as he signed off, because it's his last Monday morning for the year, he said, I'm on board with New Zealand to win the World Cup. That from Matty Johns uh, this morning. So I look at the squad and, you know, I, I see pretty much all positions covered. If these blokes play at their best, I'm with Matty. I mean, it's a super semi final. Australia play New Zealand in the semi-final, you know, 
all things being well. But you you turn out a performance with Tarpany in the forwards, our best front rower this year. Um, you throw Joey Manu fit and healthy in the centres. You get Jerome Hughes healthy. You have James Fisher-Harris running at you. Big Nelson. Um, Brandon Smith. It's a, it's a super squad. Uh, Dylan Brown, if he can bring some of his best NRL form to the world stage, look out. The Kiwis are a massive chance of knocking over Australia and then going into the final as favourites. Bossy, uh, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for your uh, NRL input for us. Uh, it's been great talking to you every Monday morning. Uh, have a terrific trip to the UK. I know you'll enjoy every uh, moment of it. Uh, and we look forward to hearing some of your calls coming back from there, mate. Travel safe and uh, thank you again. Yes, Smithy, working for the BBC. This is Andrew Voss signing off. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.